So what happens when you combine my insane curiosity with some of the world's most interesting people? You end up with incredible conversations full of stories, insights, and the defining moment that made them who they are today. This is The David Spizak Show. Welcome to The David Spizak Show, and thank you for taking the time to listen. Hey, I want to talk about something that I think is getting to be more and more relevant every day, every week, every month, and every year. And it's entrepreneurship. But most specifically, I want to talk about the difference between kind of the ideal or fantasy of being an entrepreneur versus the reality of being an entrepreneur. And the reason why I want to do this is because I've had the good fortune, the benefit of meeting over 4,000 people who are entrepreneurs in the last 12 months. And I've learned a lot in terms of being able to see business through their eyes, through their lens, their struggles, their questions, their hardships, their successes, what gets them excited, uh, what gives them a sense of fear or concern, and so forth. And, you know, this actually goes beyond entrepreneurship because in life, There's always the difference between reality and our perception or ideal or fantasy of something. And I'll just give an example. Like there's a big difference between, you know, I remember how excited uh, I was uh, to have my first girlfriend, you know, as a teenager. Um, I had never experienced that before. And just to have somebody who was your partner, uh, so to speak, um, somebody who you could count on, somebody you were going to talk to, somebody you're going to go do things with. You knew that person was going to be there. And, you know, there was just something great. I saw other people in my school who had had girlfriends. I'd watched them for months and months, some of them a couple of years before I had a girlfriend. And so I had it in my mind. All I saw was kind of the great parts of having a relationship. And when I actually got into the relationship, it wasn't until then that I actually realized that there was a big difference between being able to say, hey, I have a girlfriend, you know, and the difference between that and actually being part of a relationship and a relationship that required, oops, me to participate. Oops, it required me to be able to give to the relationship. It wasn't just the fact that this person was going to be my first on-demand type of experience. Of course, we have on-demand everywhere today, right? We have on-demand entertainment everywhere. We have on-demand sports. We have on-demand training. Well, you know, back then, I didn't have the benefit of wisdom or experience. And so I thought, hey, if I needed somebody to talk to, bam, on demand. I needed somebody to go out with, boom, on demand. She was going to be there, right? Never occurred to me in the early stages really what what it meant to be in a, in a full-on relationship. And so as a result of that, it created some hard times. And yes, spoiler alert, it caused a breakup. Never saw that coming, did you? So, 
And it caused that breakup because, lo and behold, that other person had been in a relationship before and had reasonable expectations that I was not living up to. Now, as I go forward in my life many years later, and I see other people get, uh, for example, get engaged. And it sounds so exciting to be engaged. Oh, I have a fiance. Uh, We're planning our wedding. We've got a day, you know, for myself and my partner. And there's a big difference between having a fiance and understanding, again, the magnitude of the relationship that you're about to step into full on. Big difference between planning a wedding, having that wedding day, that amazing day, Uh, Our friend Mackenzie just got married recently, and, you know, there was a lot of planning. You know, I know she had a small, intimate um, wedding for her and her now husband, Rafer, but, you know, that was their day, and it was what they imagined, and I bet you it was incredible, and it sure should have been. But now you get past that point of the ideal, of the fantasy, and you move onward to the next 10, 20, 30, 40, hopefully plus years together. And anytime you speak to anybody about a relationship, you'll hear there's great things about that relationship. And yes, there's work. You always hear that four-letter word when it comes to relationships. People who have been in relationship for 20, 30 plus years that are successful. There's work. Yes, it takes work. To be able to be successful. Babies are another thing. Boy, it'd be so great to have a baby. Yeah. What about, are you in, in love, as in love with the idea, the reality rather, of being a mom or a dad as you are, a mother or a father as you were about just the idea of having a baby? There's a huge difference. Even having a dog it's the same way. A dog, I tell people all the time, is a permanent toddler. That's what they are. You know, they're never going to go beyond that two or three-year-old toddler. In other words, they're always going to need you, rely on you for everything. You're going to be able to understand some things about them, but not everything about them. And you're going to have to take care of them. And yes, when they're sick, you may have to stay at home. And if you can't find somebody to watch the dog, you may not be able to make that weekend trip with your friends. It is, yet again, as it turns out, work and a responsibility. And I mentioned relationships, marriage, parenthood, or having a dog parent, cat parent, whatever it might be. And now let's jump over to entrepreneurship. Because it turns out that it's not any different. There is the fantasy, the perception, the ideal of being an entrepreneur. Do you know that during the pandemic in the year 2020, the United States issued more business licenses, new business licenses, than any time in the history of this country? I want you to think about that statement, the gravity of that statement. We've been around a while, more than a couple centuries now. So... We got to a point that more people in that year decided, hmm, I think I'm going to work for myself. Now, what prompted that? Well, I think part of it was some people were furloughed, laid off, or actually terminated. 
permanently. And maybe they just had enough. Some people ended up working remote and kind of figured out, hey, if I could work remote, I don't want to go back to not working remote. Maybe I want to do this for myself. Or maybe I figured out for the first time I can do the work without having somebody right here telling me, hey, do your work. Maybe more people had time to spend streaming or online and you checking out Google, YouTube. Maybe they were inspired by another entrepreneur. Or maybe yet it was the gig economy that was already moving in the direction that it's going in right now, but it literally exploded. Again, the pandemic didn't create much, but it accelerated everything. And so whatever it was, we gave birth to more entrepreneurs in the year 2020 than any time in the history of this great country. But what percentage of those entrepreneurs do you suppose succeeded? What percentage were still in business just 12 months later? What percentage are in business now and what percentage are likely to have a transformative experience? Something that literally changes their life forever. And maybe that's in terms of their uh, being liberated to do what they love to do and being able to work with who they want to work with. And maybe it's financial liberation. I don't know. Everybody sets their own standards for what they, they deem to be success. And that's their right. But let's talk about something. For the vast majority of entrepreneurs, as what happened with me when I first got into a relationship and what happens to many when they get into a marriage or when they get a pet or when they have a baby, they quickly get introduced to reality. It just is going to hit you in the face. You don't have a choice. And the reality is that entrepreneurship is hard. Here's another four-letter word, hard. I mentioned work, and I mentioned hard. By the way, if you put those two together, invert them, hard, work, work, hard, that turns out to be the secret of any successful entrepreneur. You know, I saw recently that Mark Zuckerberg uh, was interviewed by none other than Joe Rogan. Now, I would have never guessed in a million years that Mark Zuckerberg would go on to the Joe Rogan show. But Joe Rogan, regardless of whatever you think of Joe Rogan, you know, he's a bit of an extremist, I think, in some regards. But, you know, he obviously does what he does very well. And Joe Rogan, speaking of entrepreneurs, you'd have to say pretty darn successful at or near the top. That dude flat has a following that won't stop. And Zuckerberg recognizes the power and influence that Rogan has and the size of the audience. And so he went on there. And Zuckerberg, if you listen to it, he talks about the fact that it's hard, man. It's tough. You think that he's got life whipped. The guy's a billionaire. At one time was the youngest billionaire, I believe, out there, which now he's been replaced several times over, I think most recently by Kylie Jenner, who became a billionaire, I believe, at 21 or right before 21. 
But Zuckerberg is dealing with reality still. Think about that. When did Facebook start? I think it was when, 2005, 2007, somewhere around there? I think maybe 2005. If you fast forward 17 years later, the company is one of the most valuable companies on earth, and it's still hard work. He still talks about needing to get his mind right in the morning. He needs to work out. He needs to do something physical. He needs to prepare himself for the day because he already knows he's going to get punched in the face. Now, this is a multi-billion dollar or maybe trillion dollar, I haven't looked lately at the stock, organization, but it doesn't stop. The reason why I say that you've got to be relentless if you're going to win, if you're going to end up on top, is because life is relentless. Challenges are relentless. Hard work, relentless. Obstacles, relentless. And so you've got to be as relentless as businesses, as those challenges are, where it makes sense. Logically, you can't end up on top. So I bring this up because for entrepreneurs, you know, I feel like there are some entrepreneurs out there that it's just fun to say you're an entrepreneur, just like it's fun to say I'm engaged. It's fun to say I have a fiance. It's fun to say we're expecting a child. It's fun to say I just got a new puppy. But the reality is it's hard. It's challenging. It's tough. You, there's a rule, you know, in management. You could only bitch up, you can't bitch down. So who do you bitch up to if you're the CEO, if you're the president? Who do you bitch up to if you're the entrepreneur and you're a one-woman or one-man army? You know who you bitch up to? You. Well, think about that. What do those conversations sound like? They're not easy. And you're probably not easy on yourself. So think about this. Any time in your life that you've gone into something ill-prepared, ill-equipped, you weren't ready, how did that turn out? I'm talking about a singular event. Let's talk about a test in college or in high school. Didn't study. How'd that work out? Not so well. That was one test. One test. Entrepreneurship, there's multiple tests every single day. You've got to be willing to put in the work. You've got to be willing to go to bed earlier. Wake up two hours earlier, go to bed two hours earlier. You've got to be willing to create a daily regimen. You've got to be willing and disciplined and committed to stick to that regimen. And a regimen means nothing will get in the way. I want you to consider any successful entrepreneur. And I want you to take notice of the fact Jeff Bezos to this day is on a regimen. Zuckerberg's on a regimen. Warren Buffett, regimen. Elon Musk, there's a regimen. Oprah, regimen. Everybody, Mary Barra, regimen. Every one of these people are on a regimen. They're disciplined. They're committed. They do not allow anything or anyone to become an obstacle ultimately 
that's going to stick or stop them in their journey. They just won't. If they got to stay late, they stay late. If they got to show up in the office early for a call across the world, they'll do it. If they've got to wear seven different hats, put them on. They'll wear every hat. So I bring this up because in a previous episode, I talked about fear. And I really believe, you know, you hear about the fear of failure. The fear of failure speaks, I think, to the fact that if we don't have self-efficacy, if we don't believe we could bring a certain result about, we just won't even pursue it. We won't be likely to take the first step. But I think there's also, for some, a fear of hard work, a fear of getting on a treadmill that you're going to be on that treadmill every single day. You know, I've got a, a good friend of mine and a business associate who is just achieving the ultimate objective now. Well, strike that. Nope. He's actually once again at the starting line. But he has the opportunity. He's buying a store. And you know how much time he's put into his craft, mastering his craft, You know how much time he's put into learning what it takes to be a great leader, a great performer? You know how much time he's taken to create discipline, commitment, and consistency? Over 30 years. Over 30 years. The great Michael Phelps essentially gave up a lot of his childhood from the age of seven for eight years straight to 15, to become the second youngest Olympian ever. You think that he didn't want to go hang out with his buddies, play video games, play other sports, hang out, watch movies, whatever? Of course he did. People at that level are no different in terms of they want to do those things too. Where they're different is they don't want to do them more than they want to succeed and they want to achieve their ultimate goal. And his ultimate goal wasn't making it to the Olympics. That's the starting block. That allowed him to step up onto that block, his swimming lane. Didn't get him a medal. It just eight years of work to have a chance to be one of 16 or one of 24 that made it into the finals. Eight years to have a chance to stand on the block in the finals, knowing there was a 90% chance he would not be able to achieve his ultimate goal. But yet, he was relentless. There was no other option in his mind. And there was nothing in his life, in his world, that he valued above that. And so the decision while to people on the outside for us, for most of us, man, that sounds like a hard decision, tough decision. It turns out for him, wasn't. It was an easy decision. In fact, it was the only decision. So if you're an entrepreneur, ask yourself, when you have those challenges, when you have those tough decisions, 
of whether you're going to take a vacation or whether you're going to go to a party tonight or you're going to be able to make it to that dinner or that happy hour, take that day off. Is that a hard decision or is it an easy decision to stay the course and to do what must be done? If it's an easy decision, my friends, I would say you're on your way to becoming a great entrepreneur. You, as I always say, are a when, not an if. Big difference. A when is a matter of time. Maybe six months, a year, two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years. Doesn't matter. No matter when it happens, it's worth it. I have another friend of mine. I'm not going to name his name, but he has spent the last two years working on putting a business together and being able to find the funding to put this business together and allow it to start. And I remember a year and a half ago, I said, you know what? Because he said, hey, man, I'm hoping it's going to be this date. I'm hoping it's this date. It's hoping it's this date. We're targeting this date. I said, hey, listen, I can promise you something. Whenever it happens, it will be worth it. And so I want you to remember that. Whether it's your relationship with your partner, your wife, your husband, your life partner, whether it's being a parent, a mom, a dad, or whether it's entrepreneurship, yes, you're going to stumble, you're going to fall, you're going to fail, you're going to come up short, you're going to disappoint people. You're going to disappoint at times the people that you love the most, the people you respect the most, the people that looked up to you. It's okay. It's okay because ultimately the only way you'll really disappoint them is if you disappoint yourself by not going all in. It'll be if you disappoint yourself by not being willing to do the hard work, make the tough decisions, stay the course. That's the only way you could ultimately lose. And if you think about that, that's pretty cool, pretty powerful. You know why? It means you ultimately have the choice. You ultimately get to make the final decision. You ultimately have control on the very thing you want, and that is your destiny. How does this life turn out? How does this story turn out? What's that final chapter look like? It's up to you. And you know what? It always has been and it always will be. Listen, as always, I appreciate you taking the time to join me. I hope you'll take the time to to leave a review. I appreciate it so much. I hope you take the time to subscribe and maybe share this out to at least one person that you know right now, whether they're a parent whether they're in a relationship, whether they're an entrepreneur, whether they're in sales, they need to hear this right now. Please share it out to them. And I look forward to seeing you next time on The David Spizak Show. Thanks so much.
You've been listening to The David Spizak Show. If you haven't yet, please click the subscribe button and leave a rating wherever you're listening right now. I look forward to having you back in the room where it happened.